This is the Team UOA Podcast, your interactive listening experience with the stories, tips, tactics, and tools for your ultimate outdoor adventures. What do we got going today, Levi? Running between lunch break, let my dog out, trying to get a podcast because young man Levi said it's going to be easy to get one out every week and what are we finding out mr levi it is hard to get people to jump on with us and i don't know if it's like it's not that they don't want to do it but everybody's got a schedule we're in the middle of turkey season and i got one out to ralph and vicky they will do one with us but their turkey hunting bird song is on for tomorrow night but of course he's going to be on at six o'clock and you have to work so um i don't know how long it takes you to get your schedule figured out and then get on if we stretch it out so you can hop on because it's like it's tough because you want to impose on other people so putting these together takes a little bit of work doesn't it oh my gosh it's definitely a learning experience and then on top of all the extra stuff we have to learn how to use different technology that's that's been a a learning experience Uh, yes yes that is that is for sure so just one of one of those deals live and learn um like i said i'm not going to be a guy that ever say i told you so because i've screwed up many a times and bit <laughs> off more than i can handle and like i said you always I'm, every day i talk to you I, what do i tell you slow down <laughs> slow down slow and steady wins a race but you know it is what it is so turkey season we're going to do kind of a quick recap since we don't have anybody else on here and we had an a, an awesome opening weekend with some epic failures on uh, not your part, but my part. And then <laughs> last night, you kind of um, showed the old guy how to do it, huh? Uh, I don't know if we want to say that. We've had we've had successes and failures in all all fields so far. Yeah. So, you know, let's uh, let's kick it off. We'll, we'll start off the opening weekend. So, opening weekend here in North Dakota once again. Um, you know, weather is always a factor in springtime in North Dakota, and we got lucky and we had a beautiful opener. Saturday was beautiful, although in the morning, of course, we're talking, what, 20 degrees, 25 degrees. Yeah, it was a chilly and, morning. Um, it was, and, and it was chilly as far as every, every way, which way, not just the bodies, but the birds didn't really want anything to do with us. So you and I, we set up the muddy blind, got the tact cam set up, uh, sun was shining and hear them gobbling left and right and they went the wrong way <laughs> and the funny thing is you know you go back and look at all the scouting you you can put in we thought this one was going to be a slam dunk uh these turkeys were in this field every morning thought we were going to be in the money and for some odd reason they went the other way yeah and we've said it we said it in the last podcast one of the things for early season because these birds are still bunched up is it's hard to pull birds away right off the roost or in the morning because they're all together. And so our goal is to kind of scout them and go where they're going to go. And we thought we were where they wanted to go, but, you know, turkeys are like herding cats. Um, You just, no matter what you think you got laid out, it's like they can go any way they want, and they decided to go left when we went right. Yep, absolutely. So, but again, that's the way it goes. So we, 
ended up, uh, I went my way, you went your way. We got some work done. I think uh, you got a nap in and, and then we met back up for the evening hunt and the wind picked up a little bit. And once again, our plan was, you know, we've talked about this in the past is if you know where they're going to roost and you know where they're going to roost, we kind of set up in between them and um, it wasn't long and we actually called in a, a couple jakes and it was it was kind of fun to watch them um, when they, they were dancing on the decoy not sure what to do yeah absolutely that them hs strut decoys did the job there because them birds were convinced first i think they were pretty nervous with the the, the jake decoy they must have been getting their butts kicked so far this season and they weren't too too sure about him they didn't want to get too close but when he wasn't attacking them, they decided that he was going to go check out their his girlfriends. Yeah, and you know, and we've talked about this. You know, HS makes a trio, and there's a lot of guys that spent a lot of money on turkey decoys. And I mean, there's some that are they look like a taxidermist did them. I mean, they're they're beautiful, but you're paying hundreds of dollars for a turkey decoy. Mm -hmm. And I like the fact that you can buy this trio. I think it's for, I don't even know what it is for the three of them. I think it's a hundred dollars um, for three. Yeah. And again, uh, a trick we learned from a buddy and I've, I used hair dryers, but they're, they're made out of rubber and you know, they come kind of mushed up and you just got to put some heat to them and then they unfold. And I, I stuff a, a, a few rags in them or bags in them and then they hold their form. And for the, the cost of them and how light they are, I've never had a turkey not respond to them. So, again, like I said, that those those jakes, I just said, it kind of reminded me watching you on your first date. Um, you just you kind of just dance around a little bit. We're quite sure what to do. So we had a little fun with that. And we thought, well, that's it. That's all we saw. That's all that's going to happen. And sure enough. It happened. We had four toms come in and three of them were the ugliest birds I've ever seen. I mean, it, they were, it's like they had been fighting for, you know, for weeks. That's what it looked they like. Were busted up. Yeah, they're busted up, no tail feathers. And they came in, I was at full draw, they're eight yards, one bird I wanted to shoot. And every time he gave me a broadside shot where I wanted to shoot him, there was a bird behind him. So let down, just be patient. And I did what I, you know, I preach about not doing is not picking that spot. And he was straight on to me, eight yards. I'm asking you, do you got to focus? I'm worried about you more than me. I put my pin on him and I release the arrow and I shoot him about an inch or so low. Goes right through his breast. He hops up in the air and he goes out there 20 yards and starts strutting again. And I just kind of looked at you and I, I'm like, <laughs> God, I didn't know what happened. So I knocked another arrow and settled my pin on him again and shot maybe an inch high. And it was going right for the, you know, I thought I was going to get him right through the, the, the spine. And, and I don't know, he fluffed his feathers or whatever, launched that arrow up in the air. And two arrows, two hits, no bird. And again, you, you sit there in disbelief because I was just frustrated. I know what I need to do and again he goes out to 30 yards I get I got one one more arrow and I zip it through his feathers underneath him and <laughs> so three three arrows no bird no nothing nothing to show for it 
you know, we went and looked for the bird. Is it going to die? I don't know. It went through his meat because if it would have gone through his goodies or anything, he would have laid down and walked 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And it's um, so hard. And like I said, it was fun, um, but the old man screwed up. My <laughs> young man got to sit there behind the camera and probably was chuckling and laughing about it. And I was madder than a wet hand because I, <laughs> I know better. I know where to hit a bird. And it's just one of those things you can't track a turkey. And we went mm-hmm. and looked for him. We saw the birds fly away, the birds run away, and there's nothing you can do except chop, you know, chalk it up experience. Um, it's one of those deals. We've had people on Facebook and things, you know, say, well, you should shoot them with a shotgun. And I've heard it with deer. Um, and I've heard it with, you know, say that you got to practice more. Well, we practice and we put in everything we can do to make ourselves be as efficient as possible. And I just messed up. That's all there is to it. Mm-hmm. And it happens to everybody. I don't know anybody who hunts that hasn't had a, an experience where it, it doesn't always go as planned. I mean, you can do as much preparation as you want, and it does not always come to be as you have it planned. And, you know, like you said, chalk it up for another experience. And all you can do is keep trying and keep getting better. Yeah, it's just, again... Picking the spot, there's, like I said, there's 99 spots on a turkey not to shoot them, and I hit them in three of them. <laughs> and didn't, didn't, didn't hit them in the spot I was, you know, was supposed to. So, but the opening weekend, we had fun. There's a lot of birds that hit the ground. So congratulations to everybody out there that, that did kill birds. And um, your work schedule, work and shift work, you were able to get out last night. And so tell me how that went. Yeah, yesterday morning I got off shift work and got home a little bit too late to hunt the morning. Um, but I had a, a good buddy from uptown that um, is kind of getting into turkey hunting and he wanted to come down and experience it. And I said, well, that'd be perfect. I'd love to have somebody help me run the camera. So he drove down last, uh, well, I guess about 5.30 he got here and we got all our stuff loaded up and um, headed down. We were actually headed to the same spot that you and I sat opening day in the evening. Um, we were heading to try to cut them off between where they've been feeding and the roost. So they kind of come down a little bit of a, uh, a, a funnel in between fences and the coulee to where they fly up to their roost. Well, we got there about six o'clock to the spot we wanted to go. And the turkeys were actually in that funnel already. And they were just milling around and there's about 10 toms and they were strutting. So we backed up and set up our decoy spread and our ground blind. Got in quiet and got everything set up. And we called for a while, tried to get them fired up and they would not respond at all. And we sat there for about an hour and a half and just kind of chatted, you know, while we waited. And we had two Jakes. And I'm not sure if these are the same Jakes that you and I had the experience with last week. But two jakes came in with uh, a hen, and they paid absolutely no attention to us whatsoever. I think those jakes were just so fixed in on her, um, and so they just followed her down into the coulee. And we kind of, we knew that them toms should come our way, and so we just kind of kept the positivity up and waited. And the toms ended up coming around the corner about 8 o'clock. And for some reason, they came around the corner, started gobbling, and took off running. I don't know if they saw movement in the blind. Um, 
just kind of, we were pretty flustered and pretty frustrated. And uh, my patience, as we all kind of know, is not the greatest in the world. So I grabbed the call and I kind of started mad calling them um, just loud enough that they could hear it. And I wanted to sound as natural as possible, but I wanted to make sure it was loud enough they could hear me, whether they were in the bottom of the draw or if they ran to the other side of the draw. And we kind of started to watch them. And even a few birds started to fly up to the roost, which kind of surprised us because it was earlier than we had expected them to be up there. And we just kept seeing heads moving on the side of the coulee. And Brian mentioned to me that the, the turkeys were coming. And I was like, no, no, I think they're coming up to the side of the, the draw and then they're flying up. Well, a group of toms, about 10 of them, come up to the side of the coulee and they saw them decoys and it just, it was on from there. They come running and uh, gobbling towards us. And I had actually, at this point, I was frustrated. And I had taken my arrow off my bow and I had to re-grab my arrow and put it on. And it went from zero to a hundred real quick. You know, and that's, that, that's the cool thing about turkey hunting is that you just never know. So you're watching one group of toms and you're trying to get them to come back in and out of nowhere, another group of toms come in. And when they come in, just like the ones that came in on, on you and I, I mean, they come in, they're coming in hellfire and everything's coming with them. And they're like, you are in my area. You are not welcome here. And it's a group attack. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it, like I said, it just goes from zero to a hundred so fast. I mean, we went from being pretty calm to, oh crap, oh crap, oh crap. And trying to get everything going. And I think that's where a lot of guys can make a mistake. There's that's where trying to pick a spot is, is so tough in that circumstance because it's happening so quick, trying to get everything rolling. And um, these turkeys came in and knocked our decoy over immediately and just started flopping all over and, commotion and i was able to to pick out the one i wanted and i joked with brian i said i didn't even pick the biggest one i don't think i said i just picked the one that gave me a shot and i know like watching last week with you and we talked about it to just pick your spot pick your spot to be honest i don't even think i picked my spot last night i think i put my my housing on them and just let it rip but the and when I say close, it had to be five yards. I mean, it was, they were right on top of us and the bird jumped and, and took that, off running. that's, that's the, tell what was that? Nope. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, he, we hit him at five yards and he took off running and he got out to about 30 yards and I sent another one and it looked like it hit him. But he took off running, and I looked at Brian. I said, doggone it. I said, it's the same thing that happened last week. I said, I screwed up. But we jumped out of the blind and took off and to go look for him. And lucky for us, he ran into the coulee, and um, we were able to get on top of him. But uh, it, it's just, it, it just proves how tough these birds really are. Well, they, they do they have made a, a good shot. Yeah, they have a small vital, and that's why guys say, they're made to shoot with the shotgun, but we love to bow hunt them. And like I said, I have not lost a bird and I can't even remember when's the last time I lost a bird. And it was just, like you said, you, you get, and I had all the time in the world and what people, it's kind of like bear hunting. When bears come into a bait, you have to read them in the same way with the turkey coming into your decoys, you have to read them. When they come in and they're attacking them, you usually have time. And I had time 
all the time in the world. They were messing around, goofing around, hammering on that Jake. And um, so I, I, there was no excuses that I didn't have enough time and I panicked because I was calm. I just, I just didn't pick the right spot when I shot them. And, you know, for you, again, when they come in that fast and it's getting towards the end of the evening, the guy does panic a little bit because you, wanna, you, you, you don't want to miss your opportunity at a shot. And it, it happens. And like you said, most of the time um, when a guy doesn't remember where he shoots at an animal, it's because his adrenaline took over. And that's where all the practice comes in in the muscle memory. So apparently, even though you don't remember where you're aiming, you aimed at the right spot, you did everything right, you, you got them. So that's mm -hmm. awesome. Yeah, it, it went good. The only problem is with yours, with your hunt, we didn't, we weren't able to get the bird, but the film was awesome on this one. We got the bird and the film isn't the best. <laughs> yeah. So. And again, that's, that's part of it. And we've talked about it when a guy films and you're just starting to film, you got a, a young man that's helping you that has never filmed and Turkey's coming in. It's, it's like I said, it's not as easy as people would think. And when you watch on TV, that's why there's a lot of cameras shaking around and footage is lost or missed because uh, it, it adds a whole nother element to hunting. And that's one of the reasons I love it so much is that it, it's almost as much pressure on the cameraman or more than it is on the hunter. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you both get a great adrenaline rush out of it. Oh, so well that's awesome so that's our our first week was ups and downs and hits and misses lost and found sounds like my season last year i think you even reminded me that i missed a couple of times last year so thank you for doing that <laughs> we gotta share the love absolutely yeah well again like i said with us we're gonna make fun of each other and have fun that's what it's all about absolutely um so now looking at it this weekend you're I'm, I'm, I'm on the work shift this weekend. So it's, you're up to bat again. Yep. I'll be self-filming and that should always be a, like I said, it's always worked out in the past for me. Uh, I know where the birds are in our place. So I'm going to get down there and I got some fencing and things to do for uh, food plots and I'll be hunting in the mornings and the evenings. And then we're going to try to do that, that podcast with Randy Birdsong. So it should be a good, a good weekend looks like it's going to be a little bit warmer in the 50s and 60s but we'll be dealing with wind which is nothing new for us yeah another another joy of north dakota yeah like i said if you'd knock out the wind although then i don't know what we'd have to complain about because <laughs> you know it's it's been a good spring we got a little moisture so that makes the guy feel a little bit better that the fire index is still high but not where it was before yep but anyway, well, I got to get back to work, buddy. We had to hop on this real quick on a quick lunch break just because um, we just didn't have anything going. So hopefully next week we got Randy Birdsong or Ralph and Vicky or someone else. We got Mike Lemansky coming on. So we'll see what happens. Sounds good. And we'll, we'll probably um, have an update next week as well with um, how your weekend went. And uh, I will be heading to South Dakota on Wednesday to continue our turkey tour. Well, that sounds good. And if you can get me that footage this weekend, I will probably put something together and we'll start trying to do a weekly update on YouTube and get that rocking, at least on our turkey season. I'd like to do it, you know, weekly on, on everything we do, but sometimes my schedule just doesn't allow it. But maybe we can get the turkey stuff up for people to see too. 
Absolutely. That'd be sweet. So we'll, we'll skip my part, my video. <laughs> I think that needs to be shown on there too. Yeah, I'll show, you, show everybody how it happens. No matter how, how good you think you are and how many turkeys you've killed, they'll make a fool out of you and they made a fool out of me. It's a part of it. It'll happen. Yeah. All right, buddy. So, well, hey, well, thanks thank again, you. Levi. Yep, thanks for making time. All right, buddy. Have a great day. You as well. All right, bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us today. Make sure to check out our Instagram and Facebook pages, as well as our YouTube and Amazon Prime channels to catch up on the TV show. If there's any topics or guests you'd like to hear, make sure to reach out to us. We would love to hear from you. Catch us again next week, same time, same place.